A new state law passed this spring allows dentists to provide vaccinations to their patients. It takes effect this January. The OHSU School of Dentistry has launched the program along with a new vaccination training program for dental students. It's Tuesday, October 29th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. Lisa, what news do we want to highlight today? Well, the window for the DNV Hospital Accreditation Survey officially opened last week. That means anytime between now and March 1st, DNV surveyors could show up on site for the three-day accreditation visit. And there are some good reminders posted on OHSU Now about responding to surveyors' questions and ensuring you and your unit are prepared. We also posted last week about the new room reservation system, 25 Live Pro. This is the upgraded version of the system, and beginning November 5th, only 25 Live Pro will be available. So if you're still using the old version, now is the time to embrace the change. And finally, everyone's favorite, employee discounts. You can see the newest discounts posted on OHSU Now, including some deals for Mount Hood Meadows passes, just in time for ski and snowboarding season. Oh, Patrick, that's right up your alley. You're a snowboarder, aren't you? Yes, I was just thinking I need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is the Adidas store, which actually is on there as well. It's good for uh, another few days till October 31st. Just in time to get a new Timbers jersey for next season. Yes, exactly. And now to our main interview. Josh Anderson recently spoke with Phil Maruka from the School of Dentistry to discuss Oregon House Bill 2220 and what it means for Oregonians. Hi, Phil. Thanks for joining me on OHSU Week. Good to see you, Josh. If you could just let us know your name and your role here at OHSU. Yeah, I'm Phil Maruka. I'm the Dean of the School of Dentistry at OHSU. Can you explain the new law that will allow Oregon dentists to administer vaccines to their patients? Yes, we are very excited about House Bill 2220. This bill passed in the springtime, uh, allows dentists to provide any vaccine to any age patient as long as they're trained to do so. That means that sometime in the future, after January 2020, after the law really takes effect, you'll be able to go to your dental office that provides this service. Not all dentists will do that. I see initially that that will probably be mostly flu vaccine Mm -hmm. and maybe human papillomavirus, the one that causes oral cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, I see over time uh, that there may be others that come to dental offices, especially in pediatric dentistry where kids need a lot of different vaccines. It might be when you bring your kid in for their pre-kindergarten check, which is required, uh, for dental uh, dental needs, uh, they they can also look up and see whether your kid needs to have uh, some vaccinations, and they could do them right then and there, same time. That'd be very convenient. So, how did this law come about, and what does it mean for Oregonians? Well, you know, for me, the story started 20 years ago. I did studies with a group uh, that looked at immune function in stressed individuals, and this was looking at flu vaccine take in Alzheimer caregivers as compared to controls. And we found that early on, there was a big difference between caregivers and uh, non-caregivers in terms of their flu vaccine take. But if they got vaccinated every year, eventually those differences decreased. So it really demonstrated the need for constant every year vaccinations in order to get a good flu vaccine take, especially in older adults. Uh, When I came here six years ago, I 
it started to think about the integration of uh, dentistry into the rest of the healthcare system. And that really got me thinking about what can we do that integrates us. This is because Oregon's a very progressive state in this regard, especially in the Oregon Health Plan. So a couple of years ago, we thought about putting in a bill that we being the school and uh, the Oregon Dental Association, and we collaborated together and we had a, a bill that we were going to put forward, but it was a bad time for it. So we waited until this uh, biennium. We proposed the bill and it went through with flying colors with very little pushback and, uh, and now we're here. I think what it really means to Oregonians is it provides them with a great access to care, a great access to vaccination. We have fairly low vaccination rates in many parts of the state for flu every year, in some places 40% or less. That means that, that all of us are less protected and flu has a chance to get a real foothold in here. Even last year, which was not a big flu year, we had some a kid 16 years old who died from flu. And that's just unacceptable. So I think if we can provide more opportunities for patients to get the vaccine, then it makes it uh, much lot more likely that they will in a timely fashion. So just think about it. It's September, October, mm -hmm. and you have to get your teeth cleaned, right. or you want to get your teeth cleaned, <laughs> uh, that, uh, and you haven't had your flu vaccine yet. You can get it right in the chair uh, while you're waiting for uh, something else to happen, um, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's another great opportunity to give you a chance to, to get vaccinated. You know that something around 40% of the population uh, are seeing their dentist when they're not seeing their physician. That gives us also a chance to uh, get patients to uh, medical providers when they need it. And one of the things that this can lead to down the way is that communication. We're going to be doing more and more screening uh, chair-side. Uh, there is currently work being done at the Oregon Health Authority to look at reimbursement for uh, screening for hemoglobin A1C. This is the test that tells you whether you're, you're diabetic or not. And it's a very simple test. It requires just a finger stick, and it could be easily done chair-side. And for people that are at risk, uh, we can do that check uh, chair-side. And if you are determined to be uh, high risk, uh, that you have actually shown that you have a high hemoglobin A1C, we can send you to your doctor and make sure that you get along to the care that you need. This is so important because if we catch you early, the damage done by diabetes is much less. And there's even a chance if you're in a pre-diabetic state that we may be able to get you to a point where you never go on to get diabetes. So this is a, a great intervention. We've been doing this kind of thing for years with uh, hypertension. At most dental offices, and we treat teach all of our dental students to do this, we check your blood pressure. One of the reasons for that is because if you have high blood pressure, getting in a dental chair, which is kind of a high stress thing for some people, uh, might boost that up over a level that it's safe to treat you. But it's also a health screening, and, and we often send patients to uh, physicians' offices to uh, get treatment for blood, high blood pressure. Does it kind of tie into the integrative care model a little bit that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, in our uh, school now, we have a, a social worker 
And she helps to make those connections between the uh, medical offices and also for mental health and drug treatment. So uh, we're trying to look at each site in which you're seeing primary care uh, providers that we work together to make sure that uh, patients get early treatment before they get into big trouble. The dental school is launching the program at OHSU with employees and students. Um, How's it going? It's going great. Uh, We had our first uh, vaccination training for dental students uh, a few weeks ago. It was a a great opportunity uh, because it's the right time of the year. It's flu season. (laughs) (laughs) So occupational health uh, comes around and and tries to get everybody in the healthcare system vaccinated during this time of year. They they teach um, nursing students and medical students and pharmacy students how to do vaccines. So they um, came in and helped us to train our dental students to do that. And uh, this year, we started that program. And... I was the first one vaccinated by a dental student anywhere in the country wow. <laughs> because none of the other places that provide any vaccine at all have trained students to do it. Brave. <laughs> no, no. You know, when, when I talked to my faculty and staff and students about it, I said, okay, we're using third and fourth year students. We're training third and fourth year students to do this. And by that time, they've given hundreds of injections. Um, And so who gives more injections than dentists? (laughs) That's a good point. So you mentioned occupational health um, training the dental students. Can you talk a little bit more about the training the students received? Yeah, there's some required training by the state, uh, mostly in how to handle vaccines and also how to document that patients have had vaccines. You might ask, how how does somebody know, your medical provider know that you have had a vaccine? Well, it goes into the state database. And so they have to be trained on how to use the state uh, database and also the uh, database for reporting uh, adverse events, as well as just some general things about vaccination. So there's a a couple of hours of online training. uh, And if you want to do other vaccines, the CDC also has some modules to teach you how to about other vaccines other than flu and uh, HPV. Then uh, they gave, uh, gave us a two-hour lecture uh, to uh, help amplify and, and to exemplify some of the issues related to vaccination. And then they did a sim- we, our students did a simulation, and they simulated giving a vaccine, which actually is in doing an injection, but into something that's not your arm. And then, um, then they give an actual vaccination. And as I said, I was the first one uh, to get a vaccination by a student. So is this going to be rolled into the regular curriculum at the dental school? Yes. Um, for a lot of logistic reasons, uh, it'll be uh, taught to third-year students um, during the fall of the third year uh, because of the obvious need for vaccinating a large number of people in a short period of time. So who will this program serve, do you think, the most? You know, it's, it'll certainly serve the most those individuals uh, that uh, go to the dentist. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it might also uh, be important in, in other times when, say, if we had an emergency in the state and there, there's a need to vaccinate large numbers of people. So we will become part of that emergency uh, system to allow the school serves a lot of Oregon Health Plan patients, and, and the Oregon Health Authority covers a lot of uh, vaccines for those individuals. And there's a federal program called Vaccines for Children that provides free vaccines to providers who will provide those 
vaccinations. And so I see some dentists wanting to provide that. And particularly if you're in rural Oregon, you may not have the same kind of access where you have a Walgreens on every corner. Um, you might have as many dental offices as medical offices. And so uh, it may make sense to have just more sites for this to happen. What do you think the future integration between oral health providers and healthcare providers looks like? You know, when you go to the dental office right now, where most dental offices are using a different record. And uh, we are working on a plan now. Uh, next year, we hope, we'll have an integrated dental and medical record. And then that opens up a whole new world of integration, being able to communicate with the rest of the healthcare system through the electronic health record and to share information where, where the patient allows it to be shared and, and, and to, to uh, make sure that um, if the patient is supposed to be taking certain medications and, and it seems to have fallen off, that, that we provide some input to, to help that part of the integration. There's also the bi-directional effect, say, in diabetes, where uh, if you have oral disease, um, it is negatively impacted by diabetes. And if you have diabetes, it is negatively impacted by uh, problems in oral health. You can reduce your uh, hemoglobin A1C just by getting uh, a good tooth cleaning if you have inflammation. So this opens up a gate. If you have oral disease, you have um, a higher likelihood of going to the hospital for cardiovascular disease, for kidney disease, for lung disease. Um, and so this helps to provide uh, a better overall health for everyone. It's all about teamwork. Well, Phil, thanks so much for joining us on OHSU Week. Thank you very much for having me. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.